This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. She is correct. Call now. There's also Star 9898 on your cell. We are talking employment matters here on this lovely, beautiful Sunday afternoon. Your phone calls, your questions, your queries, uh, here is here to answer them all, Lior. You get to it every week. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about today, including more mistakes that employers make, some of your emails, your phone calls, and we always like to get things started with the week that was. How was it, pal? Well, you know, it's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy busy week, and which is good. And, and by that, what I mean is I've had the opportunity to speak with so many people, lots and lots of people, uh, about their workplace problems, questions that they've had. People have been emailing and calling. That's great. Uh, I, I enjoy that. That's what I do. And I try to reach as many people as possible. So if you find yourself in a dilemma, in a problem in the workplace, uh, your boss did or said something, or you don't know uh, what to do and how to respond, well, give me a call. Uh, you can call me right now on the show. We're, we're here for the next hour or so till 5 o'clock or you call me or email me at the office anytime we'll give you that information throughout the show uh, but always know there is solutions there is things you can do there's help available if you want it so don't be bashful don't be shy and if you've always wanted to know hey what would happen if well no problem call me right now on the show let's talk about that let's inform yourself and others that are listening to us so this is the time the employment hour and and a couple of things that came across my desk in the week that was uh, first matter, I spoke with a gentleman that had a bit of a rough start to the year. Uh, he had had to take a number of uh, sick days already, uh, even though you know we're still fairly early in the year. He had a the company had a policy, I believe it was six uh, sick days. They had the six uh, sick days, and he had to take them on fairly early on. And after he took that day, uh, the sick, uh, sixth day, they came back and said, well, just so you know, you used up all your sick days, so we expect you not to be missing work anymore. Well, unfortunately, he was sick again, and he missed another day. And they said, well, we warned you, you can't take another day. It's, it's, you've used them up, don't do it again. Well, unfortunately, a few weeks later, again, said rough start to the year, he had to take another day off, and when he came back, they fired him. They said, yeah. you, you were sick too many days. We told you you can't take these sick days. You used up your, your six, day, uh, six uh, sick days in a matter of uh, a couple of months, so uh, now you're gone. And he called me, obviously, very upset, wanting to know, what well, can they do that? Is this cause for termination? Well, John, that wasn't even close to being cause for termination because he actually didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't his fault that he was sick. It was not misconduct. What could he have done? Not be sick? He certainly right. didn't want to be sick. Now, the fact that the company had a sick uh, day policy didn't change that. All that means, sick day policies, is how many days you can take that are paid. The fact that you use them up doesn't mean you can't take more days, whether it's one, two, or a hundred, frankly. The company may not have to pay you for those days, but you can't be penalized. You can't be punished because it's not misconduct. Misconduct implies something that you did on purpose that you should have known better. Being sick is not one of them. So this person was wrongfully dismissed. He's owed significant severance. He had been there for a number of years, and it's going to be my job to help him get that severance. Uh, and I want everyone to understand here that if you're sick and if it's legitimate and if you have your doctor backing you up, you cannot be let go. You cannot be punished for that. That's not misconduct. It doesn't matter what your company's sick day policy is whether you have one or two or ten, whatever it is, you need to get better, follow your doctor's orders, and if the company does do the wrong thing, if they let you go, if they penalize you, punish you, you give me a call. John, this was just uh, silly in my opinion. 
Yeah, someone didn't look at the uh, the fine print where it said six six days. That's just for pay. After that, like you said, you can take more. What if you're like deathly ill, or if you have a chronic, you know, chronic illness? Of course, you're going to use more than six. You can't be penalized for it. Well, yeah, you know, in some situations, if you're really ill, it could be considered a disability. And if you're right. let go because of a disability, now it's also a human rights violation, which makes it even more illegal. So, bottom line is. Bad news, bad, bad news for an employer to try to let go of an employee because that employee is sick or, or taking sick days, John. Help at employmenthour.com through email. Lior mentioned a number to get a hold of him when the show is not on and write to him, 604-283-3123. What else you got going on there? Actually, a matter that I was able to resolve this week, uh, I, I got a call uh, some weeks ago by a production supervisor working in a manufacturing facility. And he had worked regular days, regular shifts. I believe it was eight to five. He'd been working uh, pretty much for for just a bunch of years, and and it's always been the same, always same work, same hours, etc. Well, very recently, the company had announced that every other week he's going to have to also work on the weekend, and sometimes it'd be every other week. Sometimes he can even be more frequent. But in other words, be prepared. You're going to need to start working some weekends. Well, he, other than the fact that he didn't want to work weekends, he had other commitments, other family commitments. He had kids that were active in, in sports and activities. Yeah. And he would be driving them around on the weekends. So he, he couldn't do it. And, and they said, too bad, that's what you're doing. So he contacted me wanting to know what his options are. Well, the first thing I said is, no, they can't make you do this. That's a constructive dismissal. That's a big change to the terms of employment, which means if they do it, you can treat your employment as being terminated and get severance. Now, what he said to me was interesting. He said, well, that's good, and I I appreciate knowing that I have that option. But what I really want, Lior, is I want to keep my job. I want to keep my shift. I like my job. I don't want to leave. So is there a way to make that happen? So I said, you know what? Let's try it. So I sent the company a letter explaining to them exactly why what they were doing is illegal, why it results in a constructive dismissal, and saying, you know, we expect you to back off and not make him work weekends. You may have to make other arrangements, but he's not prepared to work uh, those weekends. Well, wouldn't you know it, and I was a bit surprised by this, frankly, they wrote us back and saying, fine, we understand. We're, we're, it was a misunderstanding. We're not going to do that. He's, he's welcome back, and, and he's not going to have to work weekends. And that was terrific news. And, and, you know, usually in these situations, uh, the company doesn't change its mind and we have to treat that as a constructive dismissal. But in this case, he was able to continue working. And really, I'm using this example, number one, for people to understand this concept of constructive dismissal, but also to understand that there's reasons why you want to seek help because in some situations, not only is there an option to get you out of there, we actually may be able to solve the actual problem. So uh, just another one of many reasons, John, as to why people should get some advice. The numbers are wide open, by the way, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Phone lines ready to go. you got questions about this stuff or something that's piqued your interest uh, when it comes to your own severance or your own job. Severance pay calculator. I want to mention that uh, before we go much too further because I know you'll reference it uh, several times during the show this afternoon. What is it? How does it work? And we, we have every week people that have heard the show for the first time and listening and saying, oh, wait a second, well, what is this show is all about? Well, what are they talking about? Well, if you've heard us for the first time or you need a bit of a refresher, you have to know about severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. It's a website. It's a tool that I created that allows anyone to find out in seconds how much severance you are actually owed, what the law says you should have, not what the company wants to pay you or thinks it has to pay you, the the actual amount. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, 
Answer three simple questions and find out the right amount. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. It's extremely simple to use. Anyone can use it. And you may not need it right now in the sense that you're not being let go, but maybe you're curious or maybe you're concerned about being let go and you want to have that information. It's it's a great uh, tool to have. It's a, it's a great party game too, by the way. You just go to, <laughs> everyone goes to severancepaycalculator.com and the person with the highest severance wins something. Uh, so check it out. Any questions, any problems, you can even contact me directly from there. Always the first place you go to if you lost your job. Now, the person with the highest severance at the end has to buy everybody else a drink. That's the point. They get the highest severance. Right? Even better. I like that. I like that version better, John. <laughs> there's also an employer mode. This isn't just for employees. I mean, there's, you can contact at the bottom. It isn't honest. But if you're an employer wondering what you'd have to uh, pay an employee if you're thinking of letting them go, it works for them as well too, right? Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of employers want to do the right thing. They want to pay the employees what they're owed. They just don't know necessarily what that information is. So employers can check out severancepaycalculator.com for employers that give some additional information as to how to do it, etc. It's all free as well. So check out severancepaycalculator.com. We'll take a, a short pause. Let's get into this. More mistakes that employers make and your phone calls as well. 604-280-9898 to call in or star 9898 on cell. Employment Hour continues right here on CKNW. You have plenty of time to call in, ask your questions about your job, your severance, your employment, your boss, workplace harassment, any of that stuff. Give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Want to talk about this for next little while between that, the phone calls and some emails, Lior. More mistakes that employers make, number one off the list, had to be number one. We had no choice with this. Call the Ministry of Labor. Hello. Yeah, well, you know, we talk often, John, on the show uh, about employees, individuals calling the Ministry right. of Labor because they want to know their rights, certainly when it comes to termination of employment. And I've said on the show many, many, many times, you can't and should not do that because unfortunately the Ministry of Labor can only advise with respect to minimum entitlements. Well, mm-hmm. the same problem happens on the employer side. Employers oftentimes want to find out what their own obligations are to the employees and call the Ministry of Labor, and, and they get the wrong information, uh, and then they follow that advice, only then to find out that what they did was wrong, was illegal, and then they, they have to face legal action for wrongful dismissal, and it's a big uh, problem only because they did the wrong thing to begin with, which is called the Ministry of Labor. So let's right. make this very clear, employers and employees. When it comes to termination of employment, you cannot call the Ministry of Labor. I know it sounds like the natural thing. I know right. it sounds like the, the thing that makes the most sense, but you cannot do that. You can call the Ministry of Labor about other things, overtime and vacation pay and hours of work. Absolutely, yes, and you should, and I encourage that, but not when it comes to termination of employment because the Ministry of Labor can only advise you about your minimum entitlements, which is only a portion of what you're owed. And employers, it's only a portion of what you actually owe the individual. So if you don't want to be in a situation where you miss out on your entitlements or employers, if you don't want to be sued for wrongful dismissal, you can't call the Ministry of Labor. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, call me, call another employment lawyer if you don't like me, but you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. Another one, that uh, mistake that employers make, decide whether an employee has resigned. That's very important to understand. As, As soon as we say the employer decided that the employee resigned, we already know we have a problem. Because an employer cannot decide that. The only person that's able to decide if they've resigned is the employee. By definition, a resignation is something that the employee does unilaterally and voluntarily. So the only person that can decide that is the employee. 
I have seen many situations where the employer says to the employee, well, I am accepting your resignation, or you have to resign, or if you don't resign, here's what's going to happen to you. Right. An employer cannot make that decision. And, and if the employer tries to make that decision, all the, the only thing the employer has done is terminated the person's employment, and then they have to pay them severance. Even if the employer thinks that the employee did something wrong, they can't just say, well, you did, you, you screwed up, you made all these mistakes, so you've resigned. No, you don't get to make that decision. You don't get to make that call. If you do, you've let the person go. If someone did something wrong, there's disciplinary measures that are available. You can give warnings, you can give suspensions, etc. Maybe even terminate for cause if it's bad enough. But you cannot decide as the employer when someone resigns. And if you're an employee and your employer told you you've resigned, when you didn't really want to, or your your employer threatened you to resign and then you resigned. None of that is legal. It's not, which means what really happened is your employment was terminated. That is yeah. a big mistake that employers make and one that hopefully now uh, people know better. You want to call Lior directly? No problem. 604-283-3123. Help at employmenthour.com. That is the email address. We're talking about more mistakes that employers make. And you want to call in. You have a question about any of these. You're scratching your head possibly if something sounds familiar to you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. The mistakes employers make. Yeah, not paying overtime even if the employee worked the extra hours, right? That is very, very important, very common. Uh, so let's make it very clear. An employee is entitled to get paid for overtime if the employee worked that overtime. It doesn't really matter if he was approved. It doesn't matter if the company requested it. If the employee worked the overtime, and assuming it was legitimate, it wasn't. they weren't just sitting in the office twiddling their thumbs because they wanted to get paid. If they actually worked, the employees need to be paid the overtime. Now, the employer may say, well, wait a second. I, I didn't tell him to, and I didn't want right. him to. In fact, I told them that I didn't want them to work the overtime. So why should I pay them? Well, you should pay them because that's what the law says. Now, that said, if an employee works overtime when they're not allowed to or not supposed to, that may be cause for discipline. You may be able to say, well, wait a second, employee. I'm going to have to pay you now. Fine. But I'm not happy about that. So I'm going to warn you. or Maybe I'm gonna, if it's bad enough, maybe even suspend you. So don't do it again. But you can't say, well, I'm not going to pay it. If the overtime is worked, if the employee worked the extra hours, the employee has to get paid. And by the way, for those confused about this concept of overtime, overtime applies both to salaried and hourly employees. So if you're on a salary, you still get overtime. So remember, if you worked it, you have to pay it. Employers, you can't avoid paying overtime that was worked legitimately. If you do, you're going to find yourself uh, with, with an illegal action. You're going to find yourself potentially with a matter before the Ministry of Labor. Uh, not the right place to be. Is there a certain number of warnings that an employer can give an employee if they keep doing like, dude, I I told you three times, stop working the overtime because I don't want to pay you for it. Like, how many will that eventually become a dismissal? So, really, the the punishment must fit the crime. So, obviously, the more serious the crime, the less warnings you have to give before you can let someone go. The more you know, minuscule the crime or insignificant the crime, the more warnings you're expected to give before you can let go for cause. As a very rough and general rule, I would say three warnings is enough before you can really contemplate termination of employment. Mm-hmm. In some situations, you need more. In some situations, you don't even need three. But as a very kind of rough guideline, three is probably a good number. Uh, remember, and that's because it's very difficult to let someone go for cause. In most cases, employers pull the trigger before they should. Instead of building the case by giving a warning and another warning and maybe a final warning, 
before actually considering it. So if your employer jumped the queue and decided to let you go for cause before you provide, you were provided with those warnings, guess what? That's illegal. That's a wrongful dismissal and you're owed compensation. You have any questions or comments here? No problem. Got till uh, you know the top of the hour to ask uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We are talking about mistakes that employers make. Calling someone an independent contractor when it's not justified, right? You know, I, I keep thinking, well, this is the big one, oh, and that one's the big one. Well, you yeah. know what? They're all big, and, and this is probably <laughs> one of the biggest. Uh, in terms of mistakes, I, I can't imagine anything being more blatant than misclassifying or calling someone an independent contractor when they're not. Now, in fairness to employers, employers often do this because they don't know any better necessarily. Yeah. It's not because they're trying to get away with something. The logic may tell employers, well, wait a second. If I call someone an independent contractor and I, I don't withhold their taxes and maybe they sign a document saying that they're an independent contractor, then they're an independent contractor. What else do you want from me? Well, no, it doesn't work that way. It's, substance, it's about substance over form. So if you have an employee that, or a person that works for you, they have a regular job, then they're an employee in the eyes of the law. It doesn't matter what you call them. Remember, the law makes that decision. And a lot of employers everywhere throughout the province, I see this daily, call people independent contractor and think that now they don't have any obligations towards them. Well, not so fast. In most of these cases, the people are still in the eyes of the law are employees, which means they could be entitled to overtime and vacation pay and statutory holiday pay and certainly severance if they are let go. So again, if you have a job, if you work somewhere for a period of time, uh, regular hours under their supervision, the law is going to consider you to be an employee. It's the same even if you pay your own taxes. It's the same even if you have your own company. It's the same if you sign a document that says you're an independent contractor. Again, none of those things decide. The law decides. So if you're in doubt, call me. And if you're an employer and you're not sure if you have an employee or an independent contractor on your hands, give me a call as well. You know, it's funny. We often joke that, you know, if it was just that simple that nobody in the world from, you know, the mom and pop shop to uh, Amazon would ever hire anybody, they'd all be contractors because then they would never have to pay severance. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, what a great idea I have here, thinking <laughs> that they're the first one that may have had that idea. No, guess what? If that was as simple as that, as to avoid certain things by calling people independent contractors, then everyone would be an independent contractor. The law is smarter than that. It does not work. So if you're trying to call someone when you shouldn't be, by the way, the law is going to penalize you, and that's a very bad thing. Phone line 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Bring them on. we got time to talk to you, your questions, and some answers coming your way as we continue with the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. If you haven't checked it out, if not to use it, just to... Uh, for giggles, uh, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance pay should be. You want to contact, there's a contact button on the bottom. Otherwise, it's completely anonymous. Also, email help at employmenthour.com. Phone lines, we are ready for you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll get to uh, Lars' open call. Hey, Lars, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I have a question. I worked for a provincial government authority. Um, I was hired from out of province. I came and I started working for um, this organization. I worked for them uh, for the first week. There was a, a miscommunication about the contract. So I went to my, uh, the person that hired me, I went to his boss and tried to get clarification on that. 
once I got the clarification, I was basically not really told about a particular municipal pension plan. Um, when I went back to work, after getting the information on, the, on that Friday, the Monday I went in, my boss who hired me basically started pointing his finger at me, yelling at me, telling me that I should never have done that and that uh, I had made a serious mistake and that I'm going to pay for it. So I shot back <laughs> that he wasn't going to bully me. And I went downstairs, and I, I basically thought I was fired that day. And this is a week after coming across the country for this job. But uh, I managed to stay, uh, you know, um, six months. And at that six-month period, I, I was doing good work. I'd never got any warnings about my performance or anything. And I was just brought into an office at that six-month period and told that I was terminated. And um, I was told that it was... I was never given a reason other than that the six-month period, um, they could terminate me because of, um, I guess, pro uh, probationary causes. Okay. So I felt completely destroyed, and uh, I believed that, uh, you know, I did nothing wrong. And I actually went to uh, the authority and complained about this individual, and nobody really followed up on the complaint and I was fired. Now, Lars, I, I take it uh, there was no union in this position, right? And no, I was a non-union. There was a union, but I was non-unionized within Got this it. organization. Now, when they let you go, Lars, did they uh, pay you any severance? No. Nothing zero? No. Basically, okay. they said that they didn't have to because I was... Um, they might have paid me to the end of that week type of thing or the end of that pay period, but they didn't give me anything beyond that. Okay. Now, how long ago was this, Lars? Approximately a year ago. Okay. So here's where we are now. In terms of the actual termination, um, generally speaking, a company is allowed, or an employer, I should say, is allowed to let you go pretty much for any reason as long as they pay proper severance. Now, if you would be able to establish that they let you go because you were complaining about your boss, that may mean that they've acted in bad faith, which could also be illegal. But beyond that, if we look at it in, in its most simplest way, they have to pay you severance. Uh, bad faith or not, they actually have to pay you severance. You were there for six months, Lars. What kind of a job was this? What were you doing? Um, internet support, like uh, computer support, IT. Con, oh, like IT, uh, okay. Got it. And, and how old are you, Lars? I'm in my 40s. Okay, you're in your 40s, and and did they recruit you from another job? No, they uh, they posted the the ad, and and I was recruited. Basically, I was contacted. I was in Nova Scotia. I had Skype interviews, and I was hired through Skype. And I came up from uh, Nova Scotia. So, Lars, here's the thing. They would have had to pay you severance even after six months, and in fact, it would be as much as three months' pay, okay? Three months, not weeks, months. So if you did not get that, irrespective of the reason, this is likely a wrongful dismissal. Now, the good news is, because this happened, or said about a year ago, that you're still within the limitation period. There's a two-year limitation period, so there's still something we could do about that. And the, and the other good news is that these things usually are fairly simple to resolve. These are not complicated matters. That, that, that's good. So uh, 
So they owe you compensation. You should be able to resolve this. And irrespective of the reason, whether it was because of the supervisor complaint or for another reason, they owe you that severance. So I want you to connect with me off air. Uh, John here is going to give you my number in just a sec. And then let's you and I speak about this tomorrow morning or whenever you're, you're comfortable with it. Don't sit on this for too long. I want to make sure we're not getting close to that limitation period. And let me help you get that compensation, Lars. I was never given reason why I was terminated other than uh, we, we it's within our prerogative within a six-month period. Mm-hmm. And let me also follow up with saying that that particular person picked on people He and he is no longer in the position. Because so, Lars, about three months' compensation is what you're owed, so I want to connect with you and, and, and help you get that compensation. Lars, here is that number moving forward. Please write it down. Please call it 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. For you as well, still got some time, lots of time to call in, talk to us, ask your questions like Lars just did, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Get to uh, Eric here. Hey, Eric, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, how are you guys? Good, um, pal. What's, uh, what's going on with you? You know, it's funny. I catch you guys almost every weekend because I just happen to have the radio going in the background. I never thought I'd have a reason to call you, and here we are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I was let go recently. This is about two weeks ago. Um, what had happened was, th- to be honest, I don't know. Um, our company got a new employee that just decided he didn't like me. He was hired in kind of a supervisor position, kind of unofficially. Um, but he was considered slightly higher than I was in the company. Okay. Took one look at me, decided he didn't like me, and the level of harassment was well, just ridiculous. Like, and I've been in construction like 25 years. You know, I've got a pretty thick skin, but this guy took it to a whole nother level. So about a month ago, mm. I just threw my hands up. I said, you know what? Forget it. I quit. My boss chased me down, took me for lunch, begged me not to quit. Everything will be okay. Blah, blah, blah. Come back to work. So I did. Um, and things were better. Um, I was just told to work by myself most of the time, which works fine for me. Everything was good. Uh, two weeks ago, my boss came up to me. He said, we're going to send you to another site tomorrow. I said, great. No problem. He said, take your tools home. We'll call you at dinner time. At dinner time, I get the phone call that there's no other site to go to, and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm out of a job. Right. So How long were you working there for, Eric? I was just shy of two years. Two years in construction, obviously no union. No union, nothing like that. And uh, how old are you, Eric? I'm 39. Now, did they give you any severance? They gave me no severance. As a matter of fact, I didn't even get my vacation pay on my last trip. I had to fight them for that. I finally got that. Right. And, and, you know, I'm not surprised to hear you say that because a lot of people, a lot of employers believe that uh, there's no severance in construction, which is completely, completely wrong. So here's the thing, Eric. Uh, Ultimately, they're allowed to let you go. It's not fair. It's not nice. And I I don't like it myself. But they're allowed to do it as long as they pay you severance. So if you've been there for, for, for two years in your situation, you're probably looking at right around four months of pay or so uh, is, is what you'd be owed. So, yeah, I mean, that's what's at stake here. Four months of pay is a long, uh, it, it's quite a bit of money no matter what your income is. So that's what you're owed. That's what they have to pay you. And what do you think your job prospects are, Eric? Uh, they're, they're not bad. Good. You know, it's, uh, I'm good at what I do. There's, there's always opportunities. 
So Eric, the, the line here I think on your end is not, is not too great right now. So what I want to do is I want you to reach out to me at any point, whenever you want, off air. We're going to give you my information right now. Four months compensation is what you're owed. They cannot let you go without compens- that compensation. That's a wrongful dismissal. Let me help you get that. It should be easy to resolve. Eric, here you go, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. That, that call to some people listening go, man, that boss sounds like a real DB. But, I mean, this, this is so common in your practice. You get this every day, every week you hear bosses like this. Oh, I, I don't get to just get this every day. I get this several times a day, and, and that's very common. And, yeah, I, I oftentimes I have to tell people, I really don't like how you were treated. But the reality is, I can't necessarily make them better people. I can't make them treat people better. What I can do is make sure that you get the compensation that you're owed. And again, construction. As, as soon as I heard construction, I knew that when they let them go, they're not going to pay them any severance. It's, it's so common. It happens every day. And not only do you get severance, John, if you're in construction, you get the same amount of severance as everyone else. So that's why that call is so important. If for anyone out there in construction, now you know. Lots of time, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell is the number. In the meantime, we're talking about more mistakes that employers make. Back to that list, change the terms of employment because it's better for the company. Of course it is. It's always better for sure. the company. Sure, yeah. If the company changes terms of employment, often, usually, almost always, it's because it's better for the company. And an employer may think, hey, it's my company, it's my job, it's my employee. I can change the terms of employment. Well, again, not so fast. An employer does not have the right to change the terms of employment in a significant way. If the employer does that, they may find themselves to have constructively dismissed the employee. In other words, the employee may be able to say, I'm leaving and with severance, it's as if you let me go. So oftentimes employers do not realize that by changing terms of employment, they're really letting the person go. They're really firing the person. And then they realize, wait a second, I just lost this employee. Now I have to pay them a whack of money, and it's only because I wasn't uh, thinking and I made these changes to terms of employment. So employers, if you want to have the ability to change terms of employment, you have to give yourself that power in an employment agreement. You have to have someone sign an employment agreement that explicitly allows you to make that change. If you don't have an employment agreement like that and you make a significant change, you may find yourself to have constructively dismissed someone. That is a mistake, and that is something that employers and employees should be very mindful of. You know, I think of a story that came out of Ontario a week or two ago when Tim Horton's out there and moving their moon, uh, main hub about 40 kilometers east, and you're thinking, you oh, know, there's a lot of employees who don't have to do that, especially if they live, you know, in Oakville or where the town was where they're moving from to Toronto. I mean, that's that's a, that's a significant change, right? Yeah, it's, it's a big story in, in the news here, and, you know, Tim Hortons was very happy and proud. I understand that they're moving to nicer, better facilities. That's great. But for the employees, the ones that are affected by this, again, that's a significant change to the terms of employment. They may be able to say, no, I don't want to have to commute uh, an extra hour a day. And because that's such a big deal, they could treat their employment as being constructively dismissed. That applies to anyone here. It doesn't have to be Tim Hortons. If you're relocated, demoted, job change and compensation or uh, uh, compensation structure change, all those things and more can be constructive dismissals. We're going to take a short break. In the meantime, why don't you check out severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance should be. And those phone lines still open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. More Employment Hour coming up. This is CKNW. 
He has still got a few minutes to call in if you uh, want to get your uh, your questions answered. Uh, Eric, couldn't get enough, huh, pal? How are you? Yeah, I just, you know, I never called before. I thought I'd get a bunch in all at once. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, my other question was, is, say I do pursue something um, involving this termination, and my boss just turns around and says, oh, he quit. You know, but it would... I, I really have no way of saying yes, I did or no, I didn't. It's my word against his kind of thing. How, how long ago was this? Uh, two weeks. So, you know, one of the things, because you don't have a termination letter, uh, then one of the things I would always advise someone to do now, and you could still do it, is send out a very nice email uh, confirming actually what happened. You know, wish you all the best. You know, too bad you told me that... Uh, uh, I, I don't have a job anymore. Or I was hoping it would be different. If you know, if anything ever changes, let me know. Whatever, something like that, and then he'll respond. Sure, no problem. Or even if he doesn't respond, that's really all you need. So you want to do that before I get involved, because okay. once I get involved, you know, he'll get his back up. So you want to do that. You want to send that email because that is kind of the after-the-fact confirmation that in fact he decided you're not working there anymore. You didn't decide that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you do, my friend. You do that, you solve all the problems. As a matter of fact, I think I did send a text message to that effect. Uh, oh, right then when it you're golden. So then you're golden. Read. Yeah, that's, that's all you need, man. Did you keep it? That's yeah. great. Thanks for your help, guys. No problem. Great. Thanks, I appreciate it. You just kind of soften them up a little bit, right, before the one-two punch. It's pretty smart because then you have yeah. to say, at least you have your side saying, you know, I, too bad you let me go, right? Yeah, or, you know, too bad it didn't work out. You told me I don't, you don't have a job for me if that changes. And most of the time the company is going to say, yeah, yeah, no problem. Everything's fine. Nothing, uh, because they probably don't realize they own, you know, I think it was four months compensation or something. So, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's why it's important. In most terminations, John, we, will, we would actually have a termination letter from the company. Uh, but in situations where we don't, as Eric said, we want to avoid a situation where the company says, oh, no, no, you quit. We didn't let you go. So how do we do that? We send that email confirming what actually happened, and that should be just fine. That's all you need. Before that, before the phone calls, we were talking about mistakes that employers make. I got one more in this one, but it's an important one like the rest, and that is don't properly investigate harassment allegations. Employers got to do that. An employer has a very strict duty, John, to investigate and deal with harassment. Okay, workplace harassment is not something that's acceptable. It, it never was acceptable. It's certainly even less acceptable now. I, I know that we've all read and heard stories about workplace harassment and what's that done, what that's done. And it, the law is very clear. Harassment in the workplace is unacceptable. It's something that an employee is not required to tolerate. And the duty is on the employer to fix that problem. So what does that mean? That means that if you're the employer and you were, uh, there's a harassment complaint that's being brought up to your attention, the first thing the employer has to do is to investigate. The employer has to conduct a real and, and honest investigation. Whether they do it themselves, in some situations they may have to bring an outside investigator if it's more complicated, uh, and they conduct a proper investigation. At the end of that investigation, depending on the result, they may have to then actually engage in measures to fix the issue. Uh, to impose new policies, new practices, maybe to discipline someone, maybe even to let someone go if someone that was, uh, you know, guilty of the uh, of, of the harassment. So what the employer is not allowed to do is to ignore it. An employer cannot ignore harassment op- uh, uh, complaints. An employer cannot avoid doing a investigation. An employer cannot avoid resolving the problem. 
And if the employer does that, they might may find themselves, depending on the situation with a human rights matter, they may find themselves with a, a, a matter uh, under occupational health and safety, they may find themselves with a constructive dismissal. There's a lot of things that are wrong with that, so an employer should not ignore it. That's a huge mistake that employers make, thinking that things will resolve themselves. They don't. The company has to do it. And of course, if you're an employee, you should try to get the company to deal with it. If they won't, you call me. That number is 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. We'll wrap it up for today with uh, with an email. Fran writes in and says, I've worked for a small company for 26 years. We just found out that the business is closing at the end of the month. The owner says that because we're a small company, they don't have to pay severance. Is that correct? <laughs> makes me laugh because there's still misconceptions out there that severance is somehow only for big companies or, or rich companies. None of that is true. Big company, small company, you get the same amount of severance. In fact, after 26 years, this person not only would be owed severance, it could easily be as much as two years pay, two years pay, 24 months. Yep. So yes, you're owed severance, give me a call. And of course, if you're out there as well, big company, small company, uh, a lot of employees or not a lot of employees, short service, long service, you're entitled to severance. If you're let go, you call me, I'll talk to you, I'll help you get the, the compensation that you're owed. And I said this earlier, Unlike with other legal proceedings, when it comes to employment law, for the most part, these things are straightforward. They're easy to resolve. They don't take a long time. Uh, and there's, so there should be no hesitation in pursuing what's rightfully yours. Don't let that happen to you. It was pretty uh, smart for Fran to write that in. I mean, barring that, it's you'd like a phone call as well. But uh, that phone call anytime, Fran, and for you as well, 604-283-3123, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. We mentioned it several times during the show. It is a tool you can use. It's absolutely anonymous. It's free. It takes moments to use. And the uh, results at the end are completely enlightening, guaranteed every time. It is severance pay calculator.com you want to get a hold of the or now the show is over the email as well help at employmenthour.com till next time this has been the employment hour right here on cknw the proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw